Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends. I'm Luann Prater. I'm Tracy Eister. And Trace, I know that sometimes we get grinders in our life. Do you know what I'm talking about when I say grinders? You may have to paint a word picture for me because I'm not sure. Let me me do that for you, darling. I named them grinders years ago. It's those people that are a little bit unlovable in our life, or so we think. And and grinders, I think, kind of, I picture it as they rub off the raw spots on our life. You know, sometimes we have places that God just needs to um, smooth out in us so he allows these people in our life to help shine us up and make us reflect him you know that's pretty good Luann I think that's deeper than it sounded when you first said grinders I was but that's that's pretty profound well I I've I've encountered folks in my life that that have kind of been a challenge. I mean, maybe maybe you have too. Maybe you're sitting here with us at the table today and you're saying, quite frankly, I've got some folks, maybe it's in my family, maybe it's in your workplace, that are just almost impossible to deal with. But you know, Tracy, God gives us the ability to handle that, but He does it He allows those people in our life, not just for those people, but he does it for us as well, because he wants to mold us and shape us to be like his son. And his son dealt with a whole lot of kind of unlovable people. Right. It's interesting. I have a friend that came to me, and this is going to hit real close in relationships, but she was having major issues with her husband. So you mentioned Mm -hmm. family, so I'm going to go there because we all have those issues. Mm -hmm. And it was obvious she needed a listening ear and she had some very valid issues of some very rough things that were going on in their marriage. And she was sharing it with me openly, obviously, because again, she needed a listening ear And all while she was talking, I was praying for her. I was praying for him. I was praying for wisdom. And, you know, how do I handle this? And God, as he graciously will do, when she stopped talking, I looked at her and I said, wow, it sounds like you and I both need to be praying for your husband. And so let's do that. And we prayed for her husband. And it was me that lifted up the prayer. And it was a loving, gracious prayer. And then after I prayed, I looked her in the eye and I said, okay, now there is nothing we can do about your husband. God will take care of your husband. But now Mm -hmm. we have to talk about you because if this is grating on you and using your word grinding, Mm -hmm. if he is grinding Mm -hmm. on you in your life, then you are allowing that to happen and God is allowing that to happen. So what does God need to work out in you if this is how you are feeling in this relationship, because God mm. will take care of him and you have to take care of you. And we mm. and we talked about yeah, it, it, it was such a hard conversation, but 
a very healing conversation for her. Mm-hmm. And I talked about, you know what? You need to now only think about the positive qualities in your husband, the the reasons you love your husband, the reasons he provides for your family. And all you need to be concentrating on now is all of the positive qualities and let God take care of the rest, pray for him, and then you have to take care of you and how you react to all of that. And I think that kind of transposes over to what you're saying. You know, if, Absolutely. Yeah, if you're in line at a grocery store and somebody is aggravating the heck out of you in front of you, well, why are you being so easily aggravated? Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, and, and I want to just stay focused a minute on the family piece. Mm. I mean, maybe you've got some grown kids that have moved back in the house with you and they're not doing anything to help you. And you are so frustrated. You are frustrated. You just don't know why they aren't being responsible and they aren't doing their thing. Okay, I, I want you to think about what Tracy just said. God absolutely can handle that. But first of all, you have to take it to him. Hmm. And you have to open yourself up and say, Lord, I need you to take this and then show me what I need to change. What lesson are you trying to teach me in this situation? Because honestly, Tracy, when when you look at friends, friends, you go out and choose. But family, they are a gift. <laughs> <laughs> Even when they're we grinders. Don't, <laughs> we don't get to choose them. <laughs> so we better learn how to live with them. Right. We're talking today about love and Loving the unlovable in our lives sometimes can be a challenge. So hang around because we are going to hit it head on. Tracy Eister and I have some of those situations and have had to deal with some of those situations. Maybe what we've learned could help you. Okay, how in the world do you love the unlovable, Tracy? Okay, so let's just say you're at work. And you just have a, a person in the cube next to you that just drives you over the edge. How in the world do you deal with it? Headphones. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cop-out exactly. answer, wasn't it? <laughs> well, listen, I had a gal like that one time. You know, she, she really, she was a gal that was in the office and she w- never got out of her chair I mean, it was like she was, when she came in, in the morning, she was glued to that chair, and she would never smile, and you were always an inconvenience to her. You know, and everything had to go through her. You had to ask for things from her, and everybody had to come to her, so I'm sure she had a lot on her plate. But she made it her rule to be grumpy, to be snarky as my kids say she just made it a rule to just be unbearable and I remember kind of taking it on as a challenge (laughs) oh my gosh we are such (laughs) twins because that's what I'm sitting here thinking I'm like "Uh oh I will love her to death so that's so funny (laughs) exactly I thought I am gonna win her over with love And so I started having little things on her desk that would just show up. I never said they were from me. Sometimes it would be a flower. Sometimes it would be like a little uh, thing of goodies, like for the bath. You know, whatever I could find, I would just take something in. And every single day, 
I would go in and sing, good morning, good morning. <laughs> hey, it's great. And she would say, would you shut up? <laughs> and she just always snapped my head off. But then I found out that we were going to move. My husband's job was taking us away. And so I was going to move out of state. And I went to tell everybody that I was moving, and she burst into tears. And she said, will you record your good morning song for me? Wow. I get a Christmas card from her every single year asking how I'm doing, and and she misses that love. And, And I just wrapped her up all the time with hugs, whether she wanted them or not. We all just want to be loved, don't we? We do. And, you know, I try to look at those people, and I've tried to tell my kids this. When somebody is snarky, then there is a reason. There's something going on behind the scenes that you don't know about. And you know what I found out about Janet? She was caring for her elderly parents. Mm. And she was an only child, and there was no one else to do it. And so every night when she would go home, that's what she had to deal with. Mm. Every night was caring completely for her elderly parents. And so she had a lot on her plate. We don't know what that person is going through, but we can love them, right? We sure can. And one of the beautiful things about the life of Jesus when he was on earth is that he always gravitated towards the unlovable and he Mm -hmm. always made time for people. He noticed, I think, sometimes as much as having trouble loving the unlovable, it's just ignoring or being indifferent from the unlovable because Mm. if god points it out to you as he did you you recognized the way this woman behaved and my guess is probably most of the people in the office just avoided her oh absolutely whereas god's love that is in you literally you you obviously became filled with compassion and you gravitated towards her So as believers, certainly when we come across the unlovable, we have that choice to make. Are we going to do as Jesus did, and are we going to be drawn towards them with compassion and try to show them Mm. Christ's love, or are we going to do the exact opposite and the total cop-out of putting on our headphones, which is the way we started here, (laughs) and literally just thinking out of sight, out of mind, I certainly don't want to deal with that. What a powerful... What a powerful example you just gave us of if God helps you recognize the unlovable, you then have such an amazing opportunity to shower them with God's love, whether they like it or not, and find out the rest of the story, which is what you did. And to know that Mm -hmm. you gave Janet that spring in her step and, and helped fill her world with some joy that no doubt probably changed her life. Well, I know that Matthew 5, 44 told me, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So I I would pray for Janet. And even when it was hard to love, God, God gave me the ability to do it. I didn't do any of that on my own strength, you right. know. And so I don't want anybody around this table today to think that Luann is superhuman because I am just as wretched <laughs> as they come. But when God gives us somebody like that and you feel that knock on your heart, he also gives you the ability to handle it in such a way that is 
way beyond what you could have come up with and and how you could have handled it. So God is going to put unlovable people in our life. And he does it because he needs us to be his hands and feet. And he needs us to get the nubs worn off of our own attitudes so that we can reflect him. So today, as we think about loving the unlovable, you know, we've talked about family members that can be unlovable at times. We've talked about working relationships. You go to work and you just have that irritating person. But you know, sometimes, Tracy, our friends can get to a place where they can be negative nannies or they they just can't get out of their own way and and you just kind of don't want to be around them because they they are at the moment unlovable even though you love them <laughs> and they're your friend sometimes you just want to go please lord do i need to do this right now right. Uh, i mean or is that just me well, it's not just you. I think you're just being willing to talk about it, which is what we all need to do. And that's why we're gathered around this table right now. And God's word does tell us that a friend loveth at all times. Mm. And recognizing that the easiest thing we can do is step away from a friendship when it gets hard. But how better to show the love of Christ than to lean in? And it may be an weird analogy but I talk to parents about that when it comes to teenagers because teenagers go through that time period where they start pushing you away and I'm like that is Mm -hmm. just your cue to lean in more and maybe Mm -hmm. that same thing is true of a friendship because if you have a friendship with someone who say has lived in a, a broken home or been in a relationship where when things got toughed they got pushed away And here you have an opportunity as a believer when things get tough to prove to them how much Christ loves them. Because if their propensity Mm. is to turn up the snark or be unlovable, you know, they're, they're trying to almost create what they assume is going to happen because it's happened in their past. So they begin to, right. They begin to push away. And, And if you are, Spirit-filled enough to recognize that for what it could be, Christ is now asking you to prove to this person how much they are loved by God. No matter who has pushed them away and forgotten about them in their past, you as a Spirit-filled Christian, when you see that ugliness and that pushing away, you are going to be the reflection of Christ's love. There is nothing Mm -hmm. so awful you can do to me or the way that you can treat me or ugly way that you can speak to me that I'm just going to keep coming back and, and helping you mm-hmm. see how much God loves you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, we, we need to be Velcro. You know, we need to just stick to those people. And there are a lot of times that I've had friends in my life that um, ha- have almost purposely tried to sabotage the friendship. And I think you're right. You have to look and go, why are they doing that? There's got to be more to the story than this. And, and you know, I ask God to analyze me and say, okay, Lord, search me. Make sure that I have not caused anything here. And if I have, help me to, to own up to it and apologize for it. But then if, if they really are pushing away, Tracy, so perfect what you suggested, to just stick with them and lean in and say, 
I'm not going anywhere. Right. You are stuck with me. (laughs) Right. And sometimes I think it is fair to recognize that there are sometimes friendships that are for a season through no, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it may not be the situation that you've shared where it's more someone trying to be, you know, snarky or ugly. So you're trying to figure it out. Sometimes it's just that whether it be, you know, your children move off to college and then that person Mm -hmm. that you used to see every other week, you're not seeing them anymore. And I think that's very important for us all to recognize that if you've had a close friend and you're not spending as much time together, do not assume that it's because you've in some way done something to the friendship, but sometimes you just move on and God puts different Mm -hmm. people in your path for different reasons at different times in your life. I think it's good to to search your heart and try to understand, has there been something in me that has pushed them away or is this just the Mm -hmm. natural progression of a friendship? Does that ring true with you that sometimes there are just seasons of friendships and you can still love people even if they're not part of your daily life absolutely i i kind of look at my life in chapters you know i look back in you know the 20s and i had a totally separate group of friends and acquaintances than uh in my 30s and 40s and now 50s and yeah, I think that that is a natural thing. And sometimes we feel like, oh my goodness, I can't lose that friendship. But you know, the, the friendships that are meant to last will last. I, I have girlfriends that um, I've had for 40 years and we can pick up right where we left off, even if it's been five years since right. we've seen one right. another. So loving the unlovable friend sometimes pays off in the long run. And there is uh, one girlfriend that I'm very close to right now. But when we first met, I did not think that she liked me at all. And it's funny. Now, today, we look back and we laugh at that because we worked all the way through that. And sometimes that's what you have to do. Mm. You have to say, Lord, work on me, work on them. Let us see what you are trying to do in this friendship. Okay, so we're talking about how we love those unlovable people. (laughs) Tracy, there are unlovable people at times in our life. And I hate to say that because 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we all know as Christians, we're supposed to love. (laughs) We're supposed to love and we're supposed to protect. And sometimes do you just give yourself a guilt trip? When you go, oh, I'm having an issue here, trying to see that person through God goggles, trying to see them the way that you see them, Lord. Do you ever feel that? Do you, you know, there are times when you just struggle with it and you just really need to let God rip open your heart and open your eyes to see people the way he does. Amen, amen, and amen. If, if, <laughs> if we could all so do that and, and choose to be more um, or less easily offended, I should say. Because mm. sometimes people say and do things that I am guessing if you had a video camera on them and they saw some of the things that they did, it would probably shock them. I think mm. we live in a day and an age where... There are so many things that are instant. There are so many things that are quick. There are so many things that are at our fingertips. There are so many 
encounters and relationships that are about an inch deep that Mm -hmm. at times we can treat other people in that same inch deep way, not recognizing that we're coming off maybe as someone who is short or ugly or snappy. Because, you know, wouldn't it break my heart to know that at a time where my mind was wrestling with something in my life, and so someone else saw me as someone that was hard to love, it would probably break my heart. But mm-hmm. my goodness, I'm sure it's happened, and I'm not aware of it. So that, that to me, is giving people charitable judgment and recognizing, well, maybe that's not what that person meant to do. And the mm-hmm. other big word that I've always tried to carry around in my head as far as strangers, friends, whoever, is what are my expectations? If I walk into a fast food restaurant to order something and I'm in a hurry and I'm on the fly and the person behind the desk is a little bit snarky to me and then the person in line behind me is really snarky and snappy and am I going to allow an overworked person making minimum wage doing the very best they can to provide for their family, am I going to let that person cause me to not treat them with love and the person behind me who maybe is rushing to get to the hospital and trying to grab a bag of food Mm -hmm. for the family that's sitting there waiting you don't Mm -hmm. know people's stories so if your expectation is everyone must treat me lovingly at all times you know (laughs) shame on you we the society that we live in if you could just be what god asks us to be that salt and that light in a lost generation and mm-hmm. I mean, am I? Have you seen? Have you seen that video? I I, I think it came through Godvine, but it, it's the video where um, people uh, are cutting this person off all day long. I mean, they're just cutting them off in traffic. They're being snarky at the fast food place. They you know all those things, and then they go back and relive it, and they see the little bubble explanation. Right. Like uh, on my way to the hospital or just uh, got bad news from the doctor or, you know, and all of a sudden the person sees it from, oh, the perspective of how, where they're coming from. And and that speaks to those expectations. If your Mm -hmm. expectation can be Christ calls me to love everyone and shine Mm -hmm. his light wherever I go, not Everyone needs to be nice to Tracy today and treat me well so I can be happy. (laughs) (laughs) And here's what we need to remember. One time I was sitting in a Chick-fil-A in another town with my husband and uh, I had on my Proverbs 31 shirt. Didn't think about it. But all of a sudden, somebody comes running up to me. I'm in a town I don't know a soul. But they come running up to me and they're like, Luann Prater, is that you? And they recognized me from being in that Proverbs 31 bubble. And I asked my husband afterwards, oh, my, <laughs> did I behave and say anything out? And we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't feel that just when we have on the shirt. Right, right. You know, we should know that we are wearing Christ everywhere we go. And so we need to be aware that we are wearing that armor, but we are also wearing that robe of righteousness that God put around us and said, look, I need you to reflect me and to show people 
what I look like every day. That's a big task, but we need to do it. It is a big task. Well, and just like when, you know, one if you hear a bird chirping and it will instantly bring bring you joy. So wouldn't you want when somebody sees you to he- feel that same joy? Mm, absolutely. And today, I hope that you found a way to love the unlovable. May the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name. We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.